Hey, what's up today on the Burn This World podcast? We are talking to Fernando. This might be one of the most interesting conversations you're going to hear on this podcast, potentially ever. This man is one of the most talented musicians I've ever witnessed play live music, and he is hyper-famous online for sounding and singing exactly like Cartman from South Park. Amazing. His stuff takes so much skill, and he's also just such a character. Love this conversation, and before we get into it, Head over to burnthisworld.com, click join the community, see all the behind the scenes stuff for my band and live streams where I write music live. And also we did an icebreaker section where I asked Fernando a couple questions to kind of break the ice, get the conversation going. And I also give my after show thoughts where I talk about the conversation that we had and give my thoughts overall by myself. And so burnthisworld.com, click join the community, come hang out. Let's get into this. I'm Johnny McBee. You're listening to, to the Burnless World Podcast. You mentioned that in like that you were class uh, trained in classical music for in college, or you learned about yes. it and whatnot. And so, were you going specifically for classical guitar training, like college? Not initially. Yeah. Initially, I wanted to, of course, just study Prague metal. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, okay, I want to, I, I want to form my own dream theater. You know, right. And I went to college, and the college in my side of Puerto Rico, which was the Inter-American University of Puerto Rico in San Germán, Puerto Rico, which is my dad's hometown. Uh-huh. Uh They only taught classical music, and they had a, a another precinct on the other side of the island that taught a jazz kind of. Uh, curriculum but i wasn't i wasn't into jazz man i was in the middle right you know and i'm like oh. so i signed up for the program and I, I grudgingly went to the my second year the first year i took um a major in english on the side yeah studied english literature for almost three years <laughs> yeah and then i'm like what, what am i doing i've been playing guitar since i was nine gigging since i was 14 i should be studying music yeah, I went to the orientation, and I saw two guitar players up there that just completely blew my mind, playing stuff on guitar that I never thought that I could play on a guitar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to learn to do this. Classical guitar is crazy, dude. Yeah, and I've been playing a classical guitar my entire life because having Spanish heritage in Puerto Rico, we don't usually gravitate towards an acoustic. Mm-hmm. We usually have nylon string guitars, but I had never played classical music on it ever. Yeah. Uh, my first song was Dan- was Mother by Danzig. <laughs> I I never ever thought that I could play a whole you know cello suite on my guitar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that first day, I just I just became obsessed with it. I'm like, yeah, I have to learn how to do this. And 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 if I hear myself play one classical tune, I'll be happy. Yeah. And I just did, I did performance and classical guitar and it was, it was incredible, man. It was yeah. incredible and beautiful thing. Learned a lot about, you know, the beginnings of, of, of recorded music on paper all the way to, you know, the 20th century. Right. And I mean, so you're actually the second person I've talked to on this podcast that went to, that did school for classical guitar and just like mm-hmm. in general. And, um, I don't know. It seems like such a benefit to learn 
this particular instrument in that way because I feel like it can translate to lit- any genre that you want to play in it. Yes. I feel like yes. it's like easy mode after you've learned that. <laughs> you know? Well, 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 when st- when things start to break up and and you know rules start to change. Yeah. Cuz classical music is very very specific about what you can and can't do. Okay. Like what? <laughs> you know? So, like the way you hold your guitar for instance. Uh-huh. The way you perform yeah. On the guitar, like you can't anchor uh, your thumb on the top string. Um, you can't, you know, scoot your your thumb on top of the fretboard. And, and, and it has pra- practical uses as well. You know, the, the lower the thumb, the more um, support you have and the more um, uh, space you have between the hand and the fretboard. Yeah. So it's a lot, a lot cleaner, but there's people who have like monster hands, man. You know, <laughs> uh, I had uh, Albert Bias, one of my, my, uh, original, um, uh, guitar teachers. He taught me how to read music. I, 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 I owe him a lot and he knew me from like gigs and stuff. He like, I know you can memorize things really fast, so I'm not going to play this for you twice. Um, that man, that man has Sasquatch hands. Like he's like six, seven. Yeah. And playing any guitar for him must be such a challenge. Yeah. That to, to like adhere to those kind of rules is almost impossible. Now I finish college and I get into flamenco and I take a course with Jason Hockman from the New York guitar Academy and he's like, yeah, so we're going to work on rasgueos today and you have to anchor your thumb on your top string. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I can't do that. The spirit of all my teachers will come and haunt me. Right. <laughs> That's not the way I was taught, man. So a lot of, a, a lot of stuff you can use to your benefit and a lot of stuff will help you for, you know, discipline purposes. Yeah. But once you're out of that, and you start mixing it with other things, that's when, you know, the benefits start showing up. Definitely. And, and so it, it, it's completely worth it. Definitely. Completely worth it. Yeah. I'm yeah. completely self-taught on everything. And I feel like I'm, I've one created something that is like pretty, you know, it's unique to me. It doesn't matter what genre I'm writing. You can likely tell it's like one of my songs. doesn't matter if it's a, hip hop beat or a rock song or a heavy song, you can like tell that it's me particularly. Cause it's your, it's your personality. Yeah. yeah it shines through. That's awesome. That's but, incredible. But at the same time, I'm like limited uh, in certain things that I would really like to make a lot easier. Like, um, I don't know, creating more unique chord progressions, you know, but, but I'll tell you something, Johnny, it's a lot harder to develop a unique character out there with so many musicians out there than it is to learn all the stuff that I learned in college. Cause the information's out there. All you have to do is put the time in, sit down and do it. Yeah. And, and, and it'll be the same. Um, if you do exactly what I did, you'll get the same result or even better results, you know? And, 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 you know, you can go out there and do exactly what I did or exactly what, uh, what your friends did or anybody else of any other colleague that you meet that you can do exactly what they did. And that will not necessarily create a character for you in music. And, and if you have that, that, you know, identity and personality that shines through your music, I would call that a huge friggin' win. 
Well, there we go. Look at that. For real, for Screw real, man. College. It is. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the information is out there, man. You yeah. can sit down and learn music theory, and there's even like systems now that'll teach you all the chord progressions possible out there in the universe. Right. Like, there's even like a flashcard kind of thing that you're like, I saw this on Instagram because once once you post something with like music right. theory theory related, you get all the ads. Yep. And there's a there's a thing out there that's like not like flashcards. It's kind of like a like like a Da Vinci Code kind of <laughs> thing. It's gonna look like a rune lexicon kind right. of thing that you just kind of like whirl around in like little pinwheels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, you know, like the the circle of fifths favors these chords here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I saw and something all, like that. It was like Joey Sturgis, I think, posted something with this it was like chord builder and you you pick this one yeah. and there's like four of them underneath you pick those yeah, ones man. and it opens up yeah. four more yeah definitely yeah, and, and all of that those are resources that are out there for everyone mm-hmm. your characteristic and your personality is unique to you i appreciate that and i mean i think it's yeah. i i think it learning both is is hyper important um yes and so but like you said sometimes that unique thing can't be learned either you have it or you don't i feel like um so with you being so knowledgeable and of this and classically trained and whatnot uh how do you end up in such a niche thing that you're doing on instagram Oh man! <laughs> like how it's, do you, it's <laughs> how do you end up from yeah? I took you know a million years of college to learn everything about classical guitar, and then now I sing like Gartman on Instagram. Right? <laughs> okay, so let me let me give you a little bit of a uh, background, so you'll 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 have a little bit more of the story. Yeah, I've done the Cartman thing since high school. Okay, and it was never public. You know, it's just me doing voices. I've always done voices. It's been easy for me to learn how to sing because mm-hmm. I can imitate. And that's that's the, the kind of like the, the the unfair advantage that I had when I was a kid. I could imitate so I could burst into song. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't learn how to sing until I was in college. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no, you have to do this breathing and, and these exercises. And I'm like, oh. And then everything got easier and all that stuff. But so I've been playing guitar since I was nine, been playing gigs since I was 14. Yeah. Um, there's this band I had with one of my best friends, Beto. We called it um, uh, La Venganza del Pollo, which is the vengeance of the uh, of the rooster. There you go. <laughs> to, not use, to not use the other name. Oh, there you go. Uh, I you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and La Venganza del Pollo. Uh, we had a band called Magna Carta as well, like like the like the prog record uh, company. We had uh, a band called Mal Nacido, which is like Evil Born, and they were all like really really creative names for a cover band, you know. Right. <laughs> and we did our 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 our, uh, our stuff on the side, and we would do like like scene shows sometimes and stuff like uh-huh. that. But um, our focus was just you know rocking out and having fun and, and 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 doing the thing yeah so we would play a couple of metal songs that were you know widely accepted you know crazy train enter sandman and when we did enter sandman i would do the prayer part the kids part in the cartman voice okay 
Every time. Every time. I was like, Beto would go, but now I lay me down to Now I lay me down to sleep. And do the Cartman thing. And I was like, oh, that's South Park. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. <laughs> I did it once on my YouTube channel, which I started back in 2014. I've been a live performer my entire life. Yeah. That this is this is what I've done. I've been a touring musician from day one. I mean, no social media, and and when YouTube started, it didn't really attract me. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, I had to move to Minnesota from Puerto Rico, and I'm like, shit! I built this whole, you know, play six times a week uh -huh. career, and now I'm gonna have to leave it for you know somewhere else and and then you know new friends new music my, i don't know if i'm gonna get any gigs you know and i'm you know, all the yeah. worried stuff so i started a youtube channel in 2014 and then a friend of mine who did he did 52 songs in a year but he did original ones you know mm -hmm. like every single week he would release an original which we eventually uh, got together and 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 formed a band together that we still record and stuff we just don't perform called macro paul mm -hmm. and eddie anok started that thing and he did the 52 songs and i'm like if eddie could do 52 originals i bet i could do 365 covers right <laughs> and not taking into into um consideration that i might find gigs down the road yeah that i might get busy that I might have to, you know, travel or whatever. I said, I'm going to do this. And my friends are like, but you can't do it. You know, like sixth grade <laughs> all over, right. but you can't do it. Oh, oh, dude, oh, post one, post one. So the first day I posted two and then I kept going. But by the end of the month, I already had some gigs in Minnesota. There you go. So I started compounding them. Like I'd, every Monday I would sit down and, and record 12 or 13 covers yep. on a, on an iPad camera. It was horrible. <laughs> I did the Cartman thing on my Enter Sandman video. And anybody who would find it was like, oh, dude, did you hear the Cartman in there? <laughs> and that was it. Again, yeah. that was it. Party trick in one song and the whole entirety of the 700 videos that I have now on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. One song. One. I started Twitch, you know, after pandemic came and, and everything happened, I started streaming in 2019 a little bit on my youtube because my youtube started you know getting a lot of people and which i didn't do it for that purpose it was just kind of crazy so i'm pushing for 100,000 subs on youtube and i'm like oh i want to get 100,000 subs before 2020 i'm really really pumped whatnot and i started streaming to get more people in right yep So I started doing the streaming and whatnot. COVID came and 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 we started streaming more and more and more. And then I eventually got to Twitch because I didn't know that Twitch did music. Yeah. And I started Twitch in 2021. In 2020, I just did you uh YouTube and a couple of other platforms that don't even exist anymore. Um when I got to Twitch, uh somebody from YouTube is like, Oh, do you mind doing the Cartman thing with the With the Enter Sandman, and I'm like, oh, sure, man. I do that all the time. Every time I do Enter Sandman, I do the Cartman thing. We did it once. And then they started requesting entire Cartman songs. Right. And I was like, can you do another Cartman song, maybe? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's do a Green Day song, sure. Or a Megadeth song with a Cartman, which is totally Pretty unfair. Similar, man. Right? That's, 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 yeah, yeah. Or, or Smashing Pumpkins. That's uh -huh. like... Just, <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's just, man. And at this point, I am I I can't even you know contain myself because I've been doing it for a long time um, with with other songs. I've just been learning, so I'd, I'd have to stop and laugh and like, okay, let me gather myself and let's right. keep going and adding all the you guys and stuff in there. And and a friend of mine who actually worked for graphic design for a couple of platforms told me you should really do this on TikTok. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to get sucked into TikTok. Right. It's all like dances and, and whatnot and, and trends. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's not just that. That's what you see on other platforms because, you know, it's taken off and whatnot. Just do one. Please do one for me. And if it doesn't work, you'll never have to do it again. Just, just give it a try. And I'm like, a whole Cartman song? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and her name is Paloma. She, she is freaking amazing. She lives in Brazil and, and, and she works on the internet like 24-7. And I did uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Carbon. There you go. <laughs> and it got a couple hundred thousand. And of course, I posted two because I always post two. Uh -huh. And I posted uh, Green Day's Time of Your Life, The Good Riddance. And one million hits and 100,000 followers later... I had to keep going. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that was like the first couple of days. I'm like, what the hell, man? First of all, I was I was angry. I was pissed. I was like, it's taken me six years to get 100,000 people on, on YouTube, man. <laughs> what the hell? I do one stupid thing on the internet. Now everybody wants to hear this. Uh-huh. So after that, I did In the End by Linkin Park. Mike Shinoda showed up in the in the chat and was like, well, I guess you have to do more of these now. And I'm like, holy crap. Right. And so it just kind of got out of hand and now everybody wants to hear Cartman. Right. So, so sorry, but sorry, long story, long story short, I did one stupid thing on the internet. Now I have to do it every day. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works though. And it's, um, so I have a, my brother-in-law, he actually, he's the, I'm a snake guy from YouTube. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And cool. he, yeah, he kind of fell into a similar situation where, he was doing full-time stand-up comedy and everything and doing this full-time. And then me and him were doing random little skit videos way back in the day, uh, you know, yeah. and just, you know, being stupid on YouTube. And then he does the I'm a snake video. He gives it to me edit because I was editing a lot of the videos back then. And I was like, dude, this is stupid. Like this is we're doing dumb <laughs> stuff, but this is stupid. It was like it was like twelve minutes long initially. I edited it down to like a two minutes or something, and then it just blew up. And then it kind of took over everything for him. You it's know, got, it's like it's like thirty million views or something like that, right? Yeah, it is. And it's uh, like even to this day, he does cameos and stuff. And so it's it's crazy that to get pigeonholed so much when like you have this grand scope of all this stuff that you can do. But yeah. you kind of have to take advantage of that moment and of oh, that. Oh yeah, thing. no, def definitely, definitely. And then, and I, I, it took me a while to embrace it. Yeah, because I, I kind of separated them. They're like, okay, so this is this, and this is this, and this is how it's going to be. Yeah. But man, Cartman brought me so many people. Yeah. And it was just the Cartman. Then I started doing Skeletor. I started doing haikus as Skeletor. <laughs> I eventually want to do a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, voices and 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 change some characters. I have I have a a very ambitious project right now that I want to do, and it's going to take like maybe twenty five to thirty villains. There you go. But it's going to be it's going to be awesome. 
we we all have those ambitions, don't we? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I have a, I have a whole freaking other band that I've had sitting on the sitting on the uh, the block for about a year now, just because oh, I wow. I had the idea that I can only release the music with short films. So I'm like, mm. I'm like, okay, so I have this music done, but I can't release it until somehow I get like a fifty thousand dollar budget to go make short films for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Um, I understand that. Yeah. So like, well, for me, it's to do something that can stand out. Like, uh, the how much music just gets thrown out into the ether and then that's it. Like, uh, I want to create something that is more than just that you know and yeah so that's kind of where it becomes all of it has to be like semi extra for some reason and uh trying to dial that back a little bit just because it is important just to get music out as well um so with this uh i mean have you considered doing like like where does this where does this go like i mean I don't know much about your personal life if you have a job outside of anything and you know, that's <laughs> not necessarily important, but like, where does this go? Like, how do you take this? Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it's definitely, definitely relevant. I am a full-time musician. Okay, sweet. What do you I do? I play gigs. I play gigs. I play private shows. Okay. I stream and I create content. I do everything and I do it all on my own um, with the help of my best friend who is kind of like my semi, semi-producer. Yeah. He like helps me with stuff and and I send him tracks and he'll mix them and do whatever. Yeah. And I don't have any consistency when it comes to this. I always try different plugins and yeah. I do have a, like a basic like structure, but I just released a cover EP of like just random songs that are really important to my community. Uh-huh. And they all sound different because they're all from different sessions that I just Definitely. kind of Yeah, and 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 all I want to do is play. Yeah. All I want to do is play. I do have my original stuff that it's going to get there out out there eventually, but I don't care if people hear it or or buy it because it would be more for like a passion project. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's nice that you're monetizing outside of just like streams and music sales because like if that is how you're monetizing, it is extremely stressful. Like, oh yeah, oh no, so- definitely, definitely. The internet, the internet. Even with all the traffic and all the stuff and and everything, I I couldn't just sit back and and make videos mm-hmm. all day. I, I I really need to be in front of people playing. Yeah, I um, it's just music is such a broad thing, and you can do so many things. And you know when you get when you get the kick, you want to do everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna own it this year. I'm going to write a power metal album, a prog <laughs> album, and maybe a, like a like a hybrid bossa nova Puerto Rican <laughs> kind of tropical thing with metal as well. There you go. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, of course, I did it yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, no, man. It, it. Um, I have taking. Uh, I am taking a little bit more time to be creative because my creative side always took a backseat to work. Yeah. And I've been writing with my brother. My brother's a touring drummer. He lives in Florida, so we we don't see each other very often. Yeah. But we started re- um, recording and and writing some stuff. And this stuff we really do want to get out there. But yeah. like my my passion Prague project, for example, that at, as soon as it's complete, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, I did it. 
Anybody want to listen to it? Fine. If you don't want to listen to it, fine. You know? Right. <laughs> it's something I have to get out of me. I mean, I've talked to but... a bunch of musicians about like what the most satisfying thing is. And I'll, I'll ask you uh, just before I give away the answer that literally everyone says, what's like the <laughs> most satisfying thing for you about like creating music? Like what, where's the most satisfying part of it? Hey, what's up, listener? I am interrupting to let you know again to come over to burnthisworld.com, click on join the community, listen to the icebreaker section from this conversation, how we started our conversation, and the after show where I give my thoughts on this podcast, and watch me write music live on stream with my band and for both of my projects and a whole bunch of other stuff. And so that's burnthisworld.com, click on join the community. Let's get back into it seeing how it affects people hey, even though you okay so there's i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this music is the one activity that people can do together and even if you're not touching even if you're not looking at each other everybody connects yeah and that energy that i get back from people when i put something out there that is the that that is everything yeah that's everything and uh, that translates into everything i do yeah and i've been hooked on performing since day one the first time i ever played live was with my brother he had a toy drum set i had a classical guitar with a mic in front of it and we played um i remember we played a scout jamboree in florida and we were i was maybe in seventh grade my brother was in like third grade <laughs> I and mean, we were really really small and we were like we, we were like, I, I, would, I would just come into this group and we started uh, that was like the third or fourth week after basket case came out by green Day. oh there you go <laughs> and we played it and we we're little kids we we're like yeah you have that time and all the older scouts and everybody and they were oh and we're like, oh shit, what is this? <laughs> and, and 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 like twelve hundred kids just went crazy Dang. because we played this new Green Day song. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, can we play some Megadeth next? No, no. And, and so <laughs> it, it was it was incredible. And my brother and I looked at each other and was like, yes, this is what we're doing. Heck yeah, this is what we're gonna do. And I wanted to be an astronaut before. I wanted to be a musician. I went to space camp twice. <laughs> I did all the advanced classes and everything. Yeah. That that no no I don't I I, I, I no yep no <laughs> yeah no, I was expected no. to be a professional baseball player and then at like fourteen <laughs> I, at fourteen I quit to, that to go do music full time <laughs> well long distance five brother right exactly. yeah. and so uh, <laughs> you know high five all the way from here man <laughs> it's um there is something about it um. I had kind of similar thing. Like some of the first times I'd performed was like at a, a, uh, our, the, the dude I was jamming with at the time, I was probably sixth grade or seventh grade or something. And we, the, his parents were having like a fourth of July party with the family. And we set up in the garage and everyone set lawn chairs outside of the garage and, you know, jammed. And, uh, I was playing drums at the time. We were doing stuff like you said, crazy train and you know, that sort of stuff. And so, yeah. Um, even if, even though it was just, uh, you know, family sitting around basically watching us just you do instrumental covers of these old rock songs, it was still um, just something different that made you feel a little more, uh, I don't know, just to entertain and have people smiling and dancing and, 
you know, all that sort of stuff is just different. And there's not much yeah. that you can do that uh, kind of does that same thing. So to feel like you have a purpose and like, you know, people talk all the time about, you know, what's the point of life and, uh, you know, whether you're re- religious or not religious or anything like that, the, the point of life is to me to make the people around you happy. Um, cause yes. even yes. if, even if you believe that whenever you die, there's nothing there, it's like, okay, well, the only thing that we have to do is to make the people around us lives a little bit better while they exist, you know? I and, agree 100%. Yeah. And so music is like, you know, if there was a such thing as a God given gift, it would be, that would be mine and how I can actually make people's lives slightly better. Um, yeah. Even though I'm yeah, just writing about like the destruction of the human race and you know stuff like that, <laughs> still, nonetheless, it's you know gives people some form of enjoyment. Oh yeah, of course, I, I dude, that metal is is happy music. People, some people <laughs> yeah. don't understand this, but metal is such, it, it's so my zen place. Mm-hmm. And and then people are like, all oh, that noise is like where you hear noise, I hear the symphony. Right, <laughs> and it's so beautiful. I mean, Every single you week. just, so with you doing, um, a lot of stuff. So like your, your main gigs that you're doing like now still, uh, are you doing like classical guitar? Like what are the types of gigs that you're playing? Oh no, 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 no. I'm playing top forties from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, you know, crowd, crowd pleasers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only playing maybe a classical song at a wedding. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In Minnesota or, you know, the, the destination wedding is, yeah, we need you to come in and, you know, play the, play this, the, the ceremony and then play the cocktail hour. And like, okay, okay, sure. And I'll do like instrumental versions of stuff. I, I don't practice my classical chops as much as I should. Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, keep it, keep, keep it between us here, you know, right. between all of us that <laughs> listen to the podcast, you know, and, um, I, I practice the repertoire sometimes just so I don't lose those. You know the, the yeah. you know those chops, but um, the reality of the situation is that I use my my degree more for complementing what I already did, uh-huh. which is play play covers and and, and do shows. It's uh, I play on my own mostly, and when I'm playing, I my show is mostly medley based. Okay. Like if if there's every so often I'll do a stream that's just a two hour medley. Okay. Like every six months it's like let's do a two hour medley today and people are like what? <laughs> like yeah I'm just gonna break out my list and and go crazy and, go and not stop. Yeah. <laughs> not stop. And and that's that's the way I I like keep up with you know with with everything and and and. and and keep it going but my show live is you know I'm, I'm, I'm at a restaurant or i'm at a winery or stuff like that or somebody's party stuff like that that's what i've always done and i think i'll do that until the day i can't do it anymore yeah i mean it's interesting to be able to um because it's one nice thing i like about and it's one reason i really wanted to talk to you because you have you have a different perspective and a different way of what you're doing compared to anyone else i've had on here everyone i have is rock metal you know they're in the touring world (laughs) you know all that sort of stuff so it's pretty obvious if you're that type of musician like how the monetization happens and how you know the you have a career in that you know but to have a career as a solo musician that is doing stuff like this and that it's enough to be able to sustain a career 
is super yeah. interesting to me. So like, and I don't, I don't need to get into details of certain like money aspects of certain things. No, but we like, can, we can, if you, if you, if you want, man, this I is mean, yeah. I, 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 one thing that I learned from one of my mentors, which is Mr. John Petrucci. Yeah. Is that if you share the things that you were successful at and with, you know, not like, like, Oh, I did this. And there's no, you show people how to do what you do. Yeah. That is like, you're perpetuating music yeah. performing and, 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 and it's, it's, it's important for, cause back then, and then when I'm speaking back then, I'm just like, when I was learning, like when I was 16, 17, all these musicians had these secrets kept them yeah, locked right. up in a box and you know, like, oh, and, 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 and you can't have the name of this producer. You can't have uh -huh. the name of this, you know, um, booking agent because he's mine. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you the secrets behind my rig. You figure it out on your own. Uh -huh. That's, that's, that doesn't help anyone. For sure. Yeah. That jo doesn't help. Anyone. Joe Rogan mentions that a lot in his stuff with stand up comedy. He's, he's like, there's plenty of room in the world for more people to get involved. And nonetheless, it just perpetuates like the industry that we love a lot. So there's no reason yeah. to gatekeep anything. No, man. I, 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 completely the opposite. Yeah. You might find somebody that had so much potential and all they needed was that small push. Exactly. As, as, as soon as I figured out, that I was like seriously influencing like some kids out there to play like at, on YouTube, people would leave me like these big messages like, dude, I tried to play guitar like three times and I saw you play and I've been playing with you for six months. And I'm like, dog, man, yeah. I, you know, you, the, the first time you see something like that, I mean, my, my heart just broke. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had all these bad, you know, bad experiences. I'm glad you found it. And, and, and wow, what an honor, right. you know, what an honor, what a privilege. If I can do that once and then that person do it, you know, pay it forward. Mm -hmm. That, that, that's everything right For there. Sure. That that's everything. Yeah, and it's it's actually a big reason that I've really enjoyed uh, writing my music on Twitch, and because I write this stuff from scratch and show the whole process. And uh, someone said it whenever I just started this most recent album, they were like, "For some reason, when you start uh, doing my when I start doing my streams, they start getting hyper productive in their own music creativity as well." Ah, you know, oh, man, it's infectious. Of yeah. course, it is. Yeah, you're like, dang, he's doing it. I want to do that. You know. No, and, dude. When 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 are you streaming? I, I need to catch your stream on Discord then. Uh, I got next <laughs> one is probably tomorrow. I'm doing uh, recording vocals for another new song. So oh nice. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm ready to follow you on Discord. I think. I mean, no, I don't know. That I'll send you the link. I'll send you. The link. Thank you. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, with what you do, um, because this podcast is actually a lot of people that listen are like startup musicians or musicians that are. Uh, you know, looking to get out there and to yeah. make this work. And so like, how do you, you said you perform at like wineries or restaurants or something like that. Like I have two questions about it. First question is like, how do you even go about starting to get gigs with stuff like that to be like a house musician at a place? Okay. So like I said, I started playing gigs when I was 14. Yeah. So this is all I've ever done. Gotcha. All I've ever done. And a lot of musicians are very introverted mm -hmm. and don't know how to do this because nobody teaches us. Mm -hmm. I had to go through a lot of trial and error to find the correct way. 
And the correct and only way to do this, unless you have somebody doing everything for you, is either cold calling or showing up. Okay. Show up, you inform, you demonstrate, and then you leave that door open. Some people will listen, some people won't. This is a numbers game, just like everything else. Mm -hmm. Just like sitting down and practicing for three or five hours, this is the same thing. It takes a skill to talk to people, and the only way to do it is to go talk to people. Yeah. So you go, you go into a restaurant, you ask for a manager. Of course, don't go around lunchtime and stuff like that because <laughs> they, they won't even give you the time of day. They say, do you have a reservation? No, get out. <laughs> you know, go you know, during the afternoon lull, ask for a manager, introduce yourself, talk about your work, have something to offer as a as a as a demonstration like the or if it just you know like a, a link like here here's my email or can i have an email for the person who is doing the music booking and it's as easy as it it, it sounds easy it's harder to actually go do it because you're like oh i'm not good enough or they're not going to pay attention mm -hmm. make yourself a script practice it go talk to a person just like you would talk to anybody else and just ask for information yeah, that's all you need. As long as long as you have information to take back and somebody to connect to, that's all you need. Now go to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And out of 10, if you get two responses, that is a huge success for sure. And I know and I know that it sounds ridiculous. It's like, how can I go to 10 people and two people call it a success? That's 20 percent of market. Right. You know who has 20 percent of market? Coca-Cola. <laughs> right for it's, sure it's 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 a numbers game but it's also building your character as a business person because um and there's no right way there's no right or wrong way to start you can start a lot better if you take uh, again this comes back to taking advice from people who have successfully done something because, um, you know, you hear a lot of people like, um, nobody learns from, from somebody else's head. And that's, that's completely erroneous. You know, you, you can learn all the good things about the business and go practice them, you know, with an advantage instead of just, you know, oh, I'm just going to wing it and do my thing. Your thing might work if you're charismatic and you got the right product and you know how to present yourself. But just a plain conversation, a handshake. And some information will be good to get you started. I used to play 300 shows a year before COVID. Yeah. That was my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. 300 cover shows a year. And it, it's a lot more than make a good living. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of driving. It's a lot of planes. It's a lot of rental cars. It's a lot of stuff. But if you're in music to for the long haul, it's it's the thing to do, and it's worth it. You learn a lot. You you meet so many interesting people. L learn from incredible musicians what to do and what not to do. And just to get started, pick out four or five places in your local area that you have seen with live music, and go ask about their program. It's like, okay, do you have a live music program and somebody who is in charge of it that I could talk to? Now, you have to come to terms with what kind of 
you know, services you're offering and what you would charge. And it all depends on their music program and the musicians around it. Because you don't want to undersell yourself or oversell yourself and miss that opportunity. And that's a whole other friggin' definitely dive into dive into. But as 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 soon as you got these parameters, you got information, you have a follow-up and you have references around you like other musicians that you could because right now talking to other musicians is incredible networking is is a must back when i was playing gigs it was it was it was frowned upon it's like no 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 you don't talk to that band leader he's trying to take gigs from us and i'm like really <laughs> is that a th is that a thing yeah no no man they're the enemy and it's like no man <laughs> musicians work the best when they're collaborating definitely I mean, collaboration is the key to everything in this industry. And back in the day, people were like trying to gatekeep that. So that, 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 uh, you can find a couple of musicians that are like that, but you can also find that they don't do this often. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians who do this successfully cooperate and collaborate. Yeah, definitely. Anyone like the second that you work with, whether it's a musician or a promoter or whoever, that just has a bad attitude towards people. They don't last that long. You know? No, no, they don't. They don't last long. Um, and so with this, like, is this something that's similar to like a touring band, how you kind of have to like, quote unquote, pay your dues. Like you, whenever you start doing this, you're paying, you're getting paid a hundred dollars a night. But then after you establish certain things and certain relationships, maybe you start getting $500 a night. Like, you know, does it, is it exponential or do these places have basically, this is what we can afford to pay a musician. Here you go. Most of the places will have a set budget. And if you're willing to work with that budget, which is very individual to everyone, yeah. then you go ahead and make a deal. Um, back when I was a kid, like 15 years old playing a gig, if I had 75 bucks or a hundred bucks to, to compare guys, I'm 41 now. I'm not, I'm not 25, you know, um, this was a long time ago. So <laughs> it was 25 years ago. If I got 75 to hundred bucks a night for a four piece or a five piece, yeah, that was, I, I was rich. Yeah. You know, <laughs> money. When I started playing my solo shows around when I was like 20, 21, it was 175 to $200. Uh -huh. And it's because I had to haul all the equipment and whatnot. And it was still. Um, what, uh, 1999, 2001, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, as, as the, and, and this, and these are like really small bar gigs and stuff like that. It all depends on where you are, where you're presenting yourself. And of course, sometimes you'll get somewhere and it's like, oh, we have this set, um, uh, pay for, for musicians. And, and then that's all fair. As long as, you know, it covers what you do and the people that you're with. Because yep. you're not going to split $200 for, you know, five people. Yep. Now, nowadays, if I go to a restaurant or a winery, they usually have between $300 and $400 for a budget. Yeah. And that's maybe for two or three sets. They give you food and, and this is local show guys. I'm yeah. talking about local shows. If you're, if you're driving out, you have to, uh, mileage, um, right. 
you know, gas uh, per diem, all that stuff has to be included. You need to be taken care of because you're going to go. And this is, and, and sorry to segue for you're a second. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, but you're a musician. You come in here and you, and you, and you, and you give me like a, like a doctor's price. And I'm like, okay, so I've been doing this my entire life since I was nine. I'm not charging you for being here three hours. I'm charging <laughs> for all of the, you know, the knowledge Mm -hmm. of the industry my performance the people that come here because i'm here yeah and 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 kind of a guarantee that this will be a good for you this will be good for both of us yeah because you are you, know, you are a, you could be the reason that a lot of those people like to come back to the establishment so you're semi like a marketing you know budget for this place like Oh, it was really cool. There's this, you know, guy with a beard playing, you know, guitar and he <laughs> did really good with a song. So I want to go back and have fun at that place. Like it's um it definitely something that they they know is a, ben a net benefit to have good musicians. If there's bad musicians, yeah. like a oh, no. I don't know if you watch oh, Bob no. Burgers, but they have an episode. Yeah, oh where, yeah. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's there's an episode where they have a musician and no one's coming you back. You like sex and I like sex and you exactly. like sex and I like sex and you're like, wow, dude, that episode was crazy, it was. man. And so like, it makes all the difference. And what I was going to say, whenever you got to talking about this and like getting started in it, I feel like the first thing you really need to do is make sure you hone your craft so, because you yes. go to one of these places and they pay you money and then you absolutely fail. You ain't coming yeah. back. So make sure no. that you got it on lock. So, this is this is something that I tell a lot of people that are going to start on social media. Like, if, if you're a musician and you have a guitar on you, make sure that you are in tone and on time. Mm -hmm. And the rest is up to you. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it, the rest is up to you. How you present yourself, how do you how you value your work depends on not only how you present yourself, but how people perceive you, you know, and. That's uh, it's just that's that's just a couple of examples, you know. Mm -hmm. If you want to go out there and 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 charge 300, 350 bucks for a gig, that's up to you. You know, if you want to go and charge a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks, that's up to you too. You know, that's it. All depends on your on 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 the value you give to your to to your work. Definitely. And now, if you want to get the gig every day, which is not the easy thing to do, <laughs> definitely you have to have consistency you have to have quality you have to have a product that people will talk about when you don't talk about it yep definitely and so was you going to mainly solo shows like basically a, a way of just making sure to secure more money for yourself since this is your full-time career I was kind of forced into it because all my bandmates started like doing other careers. Okay. <laughs> and my brother moved to Florida very early on in his career. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do an acoustic show. But back then, acoustic shows were not considered entertainment. Really? Yeah. They were like, oh, you're going to entertain these people on your own. No band, not even drums. And I'm like, yeah, man, come on, <laughs> give me a day. <laughs> like, just I'm gonna play covers just like I usually do, but you know, just me and a guitar. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Let's get you a Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> and I started. I started on a Sunday night in a place called La Casita. It's a really small place, really small venue, and that 
place made my career, man. Really? It, out, of, out of that, I got so many solo gigs and acoustics all of a sudden. And, and MTV came out with MTV Unplugged. And I'm like, oh, you got the right <laughs> idea. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me shows. Come on, book me, man. Book there you me. go. And, and, and that's how it kind of started. I, I turned 21 and started studying music, started doing my solo show. And that's kind of when I decided, you know, this career is, it's, it's going to be me. This is going to be it. Yeah. This is going to be it. And whatever I do on the side can be complimentary, but everything has to be done on my own because I'm, I'm the only one who's doing this as a priority. Mm -hmm. Does so that's, that's, how, that's kind of, kind of how it started. Um, is it awkward playing in an environment where people might not necessarily be paying attention to you at first, because you think that when you, when you think music performance, you think of you sitting and playing and people listening. Right. But some of these things are just basically a commodity. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody is playing you, if somebody is paying you to play at a party where people are going to be just, you know, tasting wine and talking amongst themselves, you will be background music and you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be okay with that. Yeah. It's just a means to an, it, to me, it's another job mm -hmm. and I have to do it differently than when I do the interactive thing. Yeah. So I sit there, I try not to be obnoxious you know <laughs> I, I i just i just try to blend into the environment seamlessly there you go play music that people can enjoy in the background and and not have them and and sometimes you know when things get you know one thing leads to another people get you know and in bunches and pipe five <laughs> people coming in like dude i got these requests you want to play some like, sure sure we'll get into interactive mode now there you so go. if you want to do this as a job you're going to have to figure out that there's there's very different things about this. Not everybody wants to listen. People just want to mm -hmm. have like the background music and those gigs tend to pay more for sure. Just putting it out there, guys. If you are a commodity, like right next to like an oil painting, you're getting paid like an oil <laughs> painting. So, <laughs> so just use it as like premium practice time. Do your best <laughs> and get that check and get another gig like that definitely you know that's that's, that's the that's the way to go that's private sector is always incredible yeah and i mean they uh and i feel like once you get your foot in that door like they're like oh we're having another uh christmas party so let's get that dude again and like yes yes so. i just played i i just um I, I moved to massachusetts to the greater boston area about a year and four months ago mm-hmm and I just repeated yearly events that I started playing here. Yeah. So I've, I've played for like four families in the last year repeatedly in all of their events. Yeah. And I just played one private show for some ladies that get together because, you know, it's Massachusetts. <laughs> they get together every first full moon of, of October and do really cool thing. And I got to play that. I got to play that last year. Got to play it this year. It was pretty cool. My wife literally just asked me yesterday, "Can we go to Salem?" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are you in New England as well? No, she just wants to go because of witchy stuff. <laughs> she just wants to go. To, yeah, of course, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah. Um. So the, the, beyond the, like gigging, um, like 
have you looked into doing any like voice acting and stuff like that? I have, I have, I have uh, very few times because again, it wasn't my focus. Yeah. So I did, um, I did a, a documentary slash film called Calle de la Resistencia, which is a, it's, it's a Puerto Rican um, documentary put together in Los Angeles about 2017 and the, the whole us taking the governor out of the mansion and, and you know, making him um, quit his job. And yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Our, our, um, so just brief story, 2017, we had two really major hurricanes that decimated the Island. 6,000 people died. Yeah. It was horrible. The, the, the government response was horrible, but he, the, but the local government was even worse. And there was this big, big protests and more than a million people Jeez. went into the front of the government to the governor's house and and made him resign and leave. Yeah. Um, so I did voiceover for that documentary for an actor who didn't quite match the voice that, um, that they needed. Okay. So I did the singing parts. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, just, I just feel like, like with voice. your ability to to manipulate your voice in certain ways, it just makes <laughs> sense. Like, uh, I would love to get into more into voice acting. I would love to. That's just I've, a and, whole another realm. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, definitely. And I and I do have the space for it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm building my studio. I've been building my studio for the last five or six years, and mm-hmm. right now I'm I'm kind of like a at a very very comfortable place to do voice acting. I got you know the I don't have a voice booth, but I do have like a an SE right. um, uh, filter and all my my. Uh, I, it's, I basically do everything live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of my recordings are like live recordings of me just wailing on the mic and playing guitar. Right. But yeah, I could do voice acting and I could do like uh, commercials. I've done commercials too. Um, I've done a couple of uh, consulting gigs as well. Okay. Then consulting for um, social media companies on how to build a community and how to do the premium stuff and all that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I recently got into like getting partners into my, in, into my, uh, into my content because yeah. I'm not an influencer. I, I can't tell you to buy a product this week and then next week tell you to buy <laughs> the exact same product from another company. Right. I can't do that. I really can't. I have to back up what I use on a daily basis. And that's what I've aimed to do with these partnerships. So uh, for my beard, for example, my beard is endorsed by Captain Fawcett. And if you go to Captain Fawcett, you can find my face on it. You know? there you go. <laughs> and and that's the only beard oil and and, and and the only beard products that I use right now. Yeah. And and, and, and and oh, the beard thing. Oh no, yeah, this is a serious thing. It's a big commitment. You know, it's, it really not, it's not just, oh, the guy just has a beard. No, dude, this is clean and it smells amazing Yeah, because I take care of it. <laughs> and that's, that's how I decided to get partnerships. Like right now I have um partnership with Captain Fawcett, I have a partnership with Ernie Ball, a partnership with uh, Fractal. Um, you know, just the, the companies that I really care for. For sure. I have a, a partnership with a local uh, business owner from um, Connecticut. His name is Pete DeBaldo. He has a... Uh, a music store that brings in majesties that I use. Okay. So every time I, uh, 
you know, have a recommendation for a guitar, you know, it's going to do, yeah, go to Pete. You yeah. know, Pete will get you the majesty you need. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and that's, and a lot of people are like, oh, but you're an influencer now. And I'm like, ah, oh, don't use that word, man. <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not going to try to sell you, you know, two different marshmallows in a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I do have influence, but I don't use it to sell a barrage of products. I maybe Definitely. have like ten partners in total. Yep. And that's a that's a good way to, of monetization, but also that the, the there, again there has to be value in it. There has to be value both ways because it, it doesn't matter if you have like a hundred million people if those. 100 million people don't see the value in what you do. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's important to have sponsors that are relative to what you do as well. So, you know. Definitely, man. Yeah, I mean, because, so many people have tried to sell me a shirt. With, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you see videos of me, I always wear black shirt or blue shirt or maybe a gray shirt like every there six you months. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always that I don't have big like designs on yeah. my clothing or anything. And I've gotten... You know, so many offers like, dude, check out this shirt with a huge alien on it. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be do you have a plain black. Do you have a plain black shirt? I'll wear that. <laughs> I'm the same. My, my wife always like, oh, we should get you like this nice, you know, specific type of like thing. And I'm like, I wear Carhartt shirts with a pocket. Yeah, that's what I wear. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I got to have a pocket. Yeah, man. If I wear a like a button-up shirt, I do have to have a pocket, left side pocket. Yep, always. Hey, listener, burnthisworld.com. Click on join the community. Come hang out in there. Watch me write music live on stream. Watch the exclusive stuff from this podcast. Burnthisworld.com. Click on join the community. We'll see you in there. It's got to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so uh to kind of wrap this up a little bit the i've i've need you to do this for me and that is i need sure. you to teach me how to sing like cartman in three steps <laughs> okay okay i've been thinking about this lately you okay have three steps so so basically it it could be done in two steps okay but it depends on the way that you shape your vocals because i know that you are a a, a very um, agile vocalist, mm -hmm. I think you'll get this real quick. Maybe. Now, I want you to go to the back of the throat. Okay. Like you are trying to hide your tongue in the back, like a kind of like a mm -hmm. kind of like a throaty kind of kind of a tongue kind of kind of movement. Mm -hmm. And I want you to do a mocking kind of sound like the nye, 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 but kind of like without the, the pitch, just like nye, nye. can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. That's a really good start. That yeah. is an incredible start. Yeah. Because it's it's the way I see it being a Spanish speaker is I see it as an ñ which is which is an n with a swiggly thing on top. Okay. And we use this we use that for ñ sounds. Okay. Like ñam ñame and this and this and that. It could be like a j with a, with a with like, like a double l it all it depends on the, the language that's in your head. But it's that kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of sound okay. like when you're a kid and you go So the Cartman thing is really easy to start there, because everybody, well, not everybody, but mostly, mostly everybody has mocked something at some point and can do the right, right. So that, and then you just try to 
do a little bit more nasally and and just go with the pitch and go so that's the way you start i don't know then just try try bit by bit go ahead you can do it you can do it Dude, that's great, man. This is, is this your first try? It really is, hundred percent. Dude, but that was great. That was great. It was so, it, 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 for me, it was it was kind of like a aha moment when I when I did this first because it was during the bigger, longer, and uncut movie. Okay. And it it was the part where he's getting the V chip into his brain. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Well, say doggy, gaggy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> say pillow, pillow." And I started doing these and I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this. <laughs> and I just started doing endlessly. But that is the way that I explain to everyone. You just try that kind of sound and then add pitch to it if you can, because not everybody can, you know, pitch the same way. Right. Yeah. So Whatever I'm watching it, some one... of your stuff, man, and you're singing so high pitch with that <laughs> and like it has the distortion and the grit. I'm like, dude, that's like. That's like next level. I feel like you could pull off a really good um, ACDC voice. Dude, and, and I haven't tried it yet. Really? I feel I like you tried could it nail yet. Let me, it. Okay, let me, let me get that on. And I'll, I'll do this one for you, man. Okay. Let me see. Let me see the to-do list. Where's my to-do list? Here we go. Okay, let me put this on my to-do list. Uh, ACDC for Johnny. ACDC Cartman. There you go. Yeah, back in black. I feel like it would just, like, it's so close to almost the same tone. Like, the grit and the distortion that you get when you're singing some of these Cartman songs, I'm. it's like honestly impressive to me. Like, yeah. And are you hitting your falsetto? Sometimes, sometimes. If it's like, um, for example, I did, I did one the other day. Let me see. Which one was it? So I did, I did 16 tons the other day. I did tonight, tonight. No, that one was straight. Oh, for the, for the torn cover, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know those those little ones you just kind of throw in there, there. right? Just to kind of like get a, a breathy kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, and and something that I I I I, I have to say. Some people are like, that doesn't sound like Cartman. I'm like, okay, I know why you're saying this. I know I I don't have a 100 Cartman going on. But my Cartman is season one through four Cartman. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I wanted to do no more Cartman, Cartman sounds more like this right now. I can't. Can't so bad. If I wanted to do that Cartman, I could. But it's not the Cartman that speaks to me. The Cartman that speaks to me was the guy that the 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 now kitty at my papa. You know stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Definitely. That that's my Cartman. That's my Cartman. Ma'am, can you get me some weight gain for thousand? Um, <laughs> I'll get it for you in the store tomorrow, hon. But man, man, you know that Cartman. That yeah, Cartman, that I, <laughs> you. I feel like you need to be in voice acting. It's it's blowing my mind. I really, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's that's been one of my things like forever, ever since I was a kid. And if I do get to do like some voice acting, that would be like realizing, you know, like my life, like real. Well, well, realizing in Spanish is different. Realizado. <laughs> Like the my my life would be complete. There you go. I'm the I feel like the same thing, but I really want to do like cinematic music for movies and video games. I feel like that's all musicians kind of like that would be crazy. 
You know, that would be like next level. I would love to do video game music. I am obsessed <laughs> with video game music. I mean, I, I, I'm a Super Nintendo child. Oh, there you go. So, you know, Chrono Trigger is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. I played so many uh, RPGs, you know, Secret of Mana, all the, fi- the original Final Fantasies. All of these have such rich soundtracks. Right. And just inspire so much. But dude, the kind of work that you do, it's like hand in hand with that. Right. I can totally see you doing stuff like this. It's definitely like, it's the, it's the dream. Like if I could <laughs> go, go work in a studio that's just, you know, has two years to make a soundtrack for a movie, I would be like, that'd be it. And shit, yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I mean, such a unique perspective. Uh, like we talked to a lot of musicians on here and people that work directly in like my particular scene, but, um, there's, it's definitely good to hear how other people monetize their side of music. Cause that's the whole thing in music is like, uh, you know, the, if someone says, what do you do? You're like, I'm a musician. They're like, Oh cool. You live in your mom's basement. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's a very uh, common reaction. It's like, Oh yeah. So you're starving and live with your mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah and course, so it's important to have all these different options of like, how do you monetize? Like even the dude that plays drums, in mine and my wife's project, FX Destiny, he's a full-time country mm-hmm. drummer here in Nashville, you know? There you go. And there so go. it's like, there's different ways that you can monetize out of like, oh, this is my band, but I'm also doing this stuff, you know? Because mostly people think that, you know, it's very black and white. You're either famous or you're not, you yeah, know? exactly. And there's a big, huge chunk of majority of musicians who are everyday you know, uh, middle class yep. musicians that you know have to depend on doing this on a daily. Yep. And so, I think yeah. that's and, and I think that's a big misconception of some people that get into music is they think that the goal is to be famous. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Man, if you're fulfilled with a career, you're making your money, you are doing, you know, making your music, and you're happy with it. That's success right there, man. Exactly. If you're just if you're like living a creative life and able to survive with that that's it and so yeah taking any monetization options and abilities is huge like there's could someone be listening to this that say they are you know a freaking shredder on guitar and just want to be the next i don't know polyphia or something but maybe they could pick up a acoustic and learn some songs and go start playing at the winery and you know make a few hundred bucks a week or something yeah Mm -hmm. man and 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 that's that it, it's completely possible to do all of it. Exactly. That's the thing. You know, you just, and, and, and some people, and I've, I've heard both, you know, both schools of thought, you know, like, uh, like, like focus on one thing or do everything, man, if you can do everything and still focus on the thing that makes you whole, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that you need satisfaction with, do it, man. There's nothing to lose in music. There's everything to gain. Yep. And, Again, this is very important. Learn from the people who are successful at what you want to do. Definitely. 100%. And, and yeah, because uh, those people will, you know, show you everything you have to avoid to make the, the, the mistakes that they'd made. Yeah, for right? sure. If I could take, if I could take mm, all of the knowledge that I have in my head and all the errors that I've committed in, in this, you know, in, in this industry and show them to people. And it's like, okay, you will get 
this will happen. This will happen at some point. I hope it doesn't happen to you, but it, it's happened to almost 100% of musicians out there. There will be a business owner that will give you a bad check. How do you avoid that? Yep. You know, <laughs> there will be a business owner that will do double booking. What do you do when you find yourself in a double booking? You know, stuff like this, nobody talks about it. Definitely. Because they're either ashamed of it or they just don't care if you go through it. Right. I care if you. I go, I care if you go through it because <laughs> I don't like going through it. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, if you can, uh, it's definitely good to kind of learn from other people's mistakes. And then as you're going through stuff, um, I actually just turned in an application uh, yesterday to a few different things. And mm. my, in the education section of my resume says firsthand experience with plenty of failures and success. That is awesome. <laughs> that's I love my, that. That's what my education section is on my resume. <laughs> I love that, man. That is so cool. Yeah. And so uh, you're going to fail and that's fine. And then um, you're going to have a, 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 a semblance of success with something. And then you got to jump on top of it and ride that out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah, my wife. My, my yeah. wife gave me a hard time recently. <laughs> Did she? Because I, I I work a lot, man. I just mm -hmm. I, I work so much, and and I've been getting a lot of wins lately. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Take a second and enjoy your win." And I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> wow!" <laughs> Is it really? It's like I got the the fractal endorsement. I'm like, "Oh, I got fractal endorsement. That's so cool!" It's you know, we're getting FM nine, and then she's like, "Settle down, <laughs> enjoy it, enjoy it." Because right. you're already thinking about all the work you have to do, and this and this and that. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it, enjoy it. And I'm like, "That's right." And then I sat down with it and like had so much fun for like three or four hours. And then like, okay, now I'm going to record some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the stop and smell the roses is profound because it's true. You need to do it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it's completely deserved. And I mean, if, if you work hard for it, enjoy it. And, mm. and I'm saying that from a shameful place of not enjoying stuff for a long time. <laughs> I can feel that. I mean, just as, uh, as you said, like you're working on projects and you have all these big, grandmaster plans but and it can be it can kind of skew the little wins you know and and music yeah. is a lot about these like little wins that add up into you know something and so yeah yeah um, i just right. i just have the problem of uh celebrating with ice cream but you know you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have something. dude 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 i am there with you ice cream is one of my favorite things in life yeah it, it, i i think it should be you know, like one of the most incredible celebrations in the universe. Ice cream is a magical thing. It really is. Like if I had a good day and, you know, landed a deal or released a song or finished a song, I, uh, you know, I say to my three-year-old, let's go. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know that you have a little person that's not going to say no to that. Exactly. They're like, yeah, we're like, partying. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Ice cream is, ice cream is where it's at right now. <laughs> let's go get it. <laughs> Uh, well, I appreciate Dude. you talking and sharing your unique perspective and unique experience in this uh, world of music. And um, Johnny, I I think that what you're doing. Sorry to interrupt you, but I have to thank you, man. I have to thank you for having me here, but I also have to thank you for you know for what you're doing here that maybe a lot of people don't see. Um, all of this connecting people with all of this information and personal experiences is really awesome. And then you're bringing this to people to kind of start their own thing and do their musical journey and everything. 
is something that not a lot of people do genuinely. And I, I feel that the conversation that we had today, a lot of people could ease, you know, into making these type of moves. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's incredible, man. What you're doing for for your community is incredible. Thank you so much for making me a part of this. Well, I appreciate you. And I think that me and you have plenty of crap we need to talk about after the fact oh, as def, well. Def, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we should at least, in the least, try to make Cartman do some more, you know, aggressive. <laughs> I was going to say, you, know, stuff. you think you can do a, like a Cartman guttural pig squeal type thing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would need to, I would, I would, I, I haven't, I haven't practiced my, my, my screams in a while, but I can do a couple. And if with, with the right direction, I think, I, th I think we could do this. I oh. think we can do this. We can air <laughs> Cartman do this. You guys hear it first. You guys heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I play extended range too. So we can, we can, Ooh. we can match the energy. Perfect. I have a I have a seven I have a seven string. I've been looking into the eight string, but mm -hmm. haven't made quite the jump yet. But yeah, yeah, we can, the, we can definitely. A lot of the stuff I'm definitely. doing is double drop E right now. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, growls like that. <clears throat> no, no, crap! I haven't even let me, let me get a little water. I haven't done this in a while, so might embarrass myself in front of the mellow community. It's fine. I tried Cartman too, so we're good. <laughs> Uh, my my don't hurt not, yourself not, don't hurt yourself not 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 a lot oh no no i'm 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 i'm, I'm supposedly doing it correctly so i'm not I'm, right <laughs> but yeah i, I got i got to practice on my growls and my and my and my dead. and the screams are a little bit easier when i'm warmed up true true but i can do like two in a 24 hour period and then my 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 health bar has to you know progressively go. <laughs> Perfect. I did more like Axl Rose kind of stuff back oh, in the true. day. Yeah. I could I could pull that off like maybe more often. And oh some Steven Tyler kind of stuff. That'll 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 rattle some people of like, what did you just <laughs> That's what I'm saying? I think with where you hit some of those Cartman notes, it's almost <laughs> like a fry scream. It really is. It's like right there. Oh no, I do a lot of fry. I do a lot of fry because I, I was a lot into grunge, man. Oh uh, yeah. Nirvana's a big thing for me. I, I grew up with that, you know, but I also grew up with like eighties, like obscure bands that played like some, you know, type of metal that would then become what power metal is today. <laughs> right. And, you know, stuff like that. So I did have my power metal and my extreme metal faces where I, I try to match the energy. I can do a pretty high falsetto, but to like have a power metal band, I can't do that. No, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it for a whole show. I can't. At some point, my, my falsetto is like, I mean, you, but you yeah, really do kill it. I watched some of your streams and you, you put on a good show. So people need to come hang out and see everything that you're doing. And again, uh, just such a unique perspective. And I appreciate you sharing it with everybody. Thank you, bro. Now, and anytime uh, I'm always here and I'm at your service and, and anybody from your community is always welcome here. Beautiful. I'll put all the links down in the description and everything and we'll all be kicking it. Thank you so much, my dude. Thank you. <laughs> see you, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye. What a good, interesting guest to have on this podcast. Head over to burnthisworld.com. Click on join the community so you can listen to the after show, which is me talking about this podcast and my thoughts on everything that we talked about. Burnthisworld.com. Click on join the community, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out. Peace out.